Luke's Gospel, chapter number 15. And I want to give you just a little thought from God's Word this morning that's been stirring in my heart uh, for several weeks now. And then get out of the way and give our pastor plenty of time. And uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter number 15. I do want to read a couple verses uh, that will bring to you the thought uh, that the Lord has placed upon my heart. And something I saw a couple weeks ago. And it's just stuck with me ever since. But Luke's Gospel, chapter number 15 and verse number 12. You know the story very well of the prodigal son. And I want us to read verse number 12. Begin reading here. The Bible says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me of the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Notice what he called him. He called him father. At the house, he had a father. When he had everything he could ever want, he had a father. When he was enjoying the blessings of his father's presence and his father's protection and his father's provision, he had a father. When he wasn't even looking at the far country, he had a father. When he wasn't even being drawn away or deceived or swept away uh, by the things of the far country while he was at the house and at the table and in the bedroom and in the yard. And when he was at home at the house, he had a father. Look at verse number 17. And of course, you know what happens between verse number 12 and verse number 17. He goes out into the far country. He wastes his life. He wastes his substance. He, he squanders everything that his father gave him. And he brings his life down to ruin. And, and as he is there in the hog pen, as he is there with the pigs and the swine there, and he reaches down into the husk, he reaches down into that junk that they fed the hogs with, and he gets ready to take one of those husks and bring it up to his lips. He Remember something. Verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my who? My father. And will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. At the house he had a father. But in the hog pen, he still had a father. He ran far away from him, but he still had a daddy. He ran far away from the father, but he still had him. And he knew that he was still there. This man had gone to nothing. This man had absolutely nothing now. He had no friends. He had no fortune. He had no funds. He had no food. And he had no fun. But he still had a father. He lost a lot of things. And he squandered a lot of things. And he wasted a lot of things. But he still knew that at that front porch back home, there was a father. There was a dad that was waiting on him. There was a dad that was praying for him. There was a father that he knew, even though he had wasted what his father had given him, he knew he had a father to go home to. In the hog pen, he had a father. Verse 20. And he arose. By the way, You can make a decision all you want to, but before you put that decision to action, it's still just a decision. Four frogs are sitting on a log and they decide to jump off. How many of them jump off? None of them do until they actually decide, make the action, put the decision to action. And this uh, prodigal son came to a point in his life where he put the decision to action and he arose and he got up and he came to his father. He came to his father at the homecoming. He had a father. He came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. A couple things about this father that I love, and I see a beautiful picture of our heavenly father. But I see that this father watched for his son. It said that he saw him when he was yet a great way off. That tells me this. That father had to be looking. That father had to be watching. That father had to be on that front porch with his hand over his eyes, blocking the 
son looking for the day his son would come home. He knew, he knew that one day the Holy Spirit would get to that boy and make him realize and shine the light in his life and make him realize that he'd wasted his life, make him realize that he had wandered far away from God. But he knew there was a day that that son would come home and he kept on watching. He never lost faith. He never lost hope. He never lost count. He knew that there was a day that that son would come home and he wanted to make sure he wasn't surprised when he got there. He wanted to make sure that he wasn't caught off guard when he got there. But he kept on watching and he kept on watching. You say, Brother Joe, I've got a prodigal son. I've got a prodigal daughter. They're out in the world. They've run far away from God. Well, hey, why don't you come to church on Sunday with your hand over your eyes, waiting for the day, waiting for the moment, waiting for that invitation. They come running headlong into the altar and come back. Keep on watching for the prodigal. The father watched. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son, verse 21, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father. Not only did the father watch for him, but the father welcomed him. But the father said to his servants, hey, I love this. He didn't even respond to the son. He said to his servants, he said, bring forth the best robe that's covering grace. And put it on him and put a ring, that's covenant grace. On his hand and shoes, uh, oh, that's commissioning grace. On his feet and bring hither the fatted calf, that's celebrating grace. And kill it and let us eat and be merry for this. Watch this. My son. My son. Honey, that's claiming grace. He said, hey, he might have been in the far country, but he's still mine. He might have wasted my substance, but he's still mine. He, he might have ruined his life, but he's still mine. He might have made some mistakes, but he's still mine. Uh, and boy, all of us at some point uh, have played the part of that prodigal where we've run from God uh, and we've run from our Heavenly Father. But you're still his son. Uh, you're still his daughter. You're still his child. And when you run back to him, uh, he's got arms wide open wide, uh, ready to receive you. He's watching for you. He's, as it were, on the edge of his seat, uh, on the edge of his throne, uh, waiting for the Sunday, waiting for the day where you come back and you come running home and he's not going to turn you away but he'll turn your life around and he will welcome you and claim you as his own once a child of God always a child of God once saved always saved once a child once a son always a child and always a son my son he was dead but he's alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry Watch this. You know what happens? His elder brother was in the field. And his elder brother hears all the commotion, all the celebration. He hears all that's taking place. And he begins to get curious of what's going on. And he runs to see what was taking place. He called one of the servants. And he tells him all that was going on. Verse 28. And he was angry. And would not go in. Therefore came his father out. And entreated him. Here's what happens. The son comes. The father runs out. He entreats him. He invites him. He, he implores him to come on in and join the celebration. But this son, this elder brother, wants nothing to do with it. He, verse 29, answering, said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress high at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this, thy son. You see how distant that is? Not my brother said, thy son, your son. Oh, as soon as your son was come, 
which hath, watch this, he brings up his past. He accuses his brother. He hath devoured thy living with harlots. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And here's what happened. The old accuser comes up to the father and says, Hey, can I remind you of what your son did? Can I remind you of what your child did? Can I remind you of what your boy did? Let me just remind you and bring up what he did. But verse 31 says, He said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meat. It was necessary. It was a must that we should make merry and be glad for this. Thy brother was dead. And is alive again and was lost and is found. The father warrants a celebration. That word warrant means to guarantee, to authorize, or to secure. And the elder brother comes up, that accuser comes up and says, hold on, wait a second. Why are you celebrating? Why are you having a party? Why are you rejoicing? Let me bring up everything he did. And that father said, hold, hang hang on a second. That was when he was dead. That was when he was gone. But now he's alive. Now he is here. And here's what the father does. I love this. I saw this last night. I about shouted that harvest house all to pieces. And here's what he does. He runs out and he intercedes on his boy's behalf. That accuser says there's no reason why you should celebrate there's no reason why you should shout there's no reason why you should be merry let me bring up everything your boy has ever done and that father intercedes on his behalf he says hey let me warrant this celebration for a second let me authorize this celebration for a second it's a must it's a necessity after what he's done and after what he's been through and after what he's gone through I'm just glad he's a home and boy when you come back home and that prodigal comes back home that old accuser, old Slewfoot the devil, he's going to come to the Lord and give him plenty of reasons. A list of mile long reasons of why we should not celebrate. Why God should not receive you. Why the Father should just let you go back into the far country where you came from. But here comes the intercessor. Here comes the advocate. Here comes the comforter. Here comes the paraclete. And he says, let me authorize this celebration a second. I can claim who I want to claim. I can receive who I want to receive. He's still my son. He's still my boy. So it's a must. It's a necessity that we celebrate because my boys come back home. And all I got to say about this, what a father. What a father. You say, Brother Joe, I, I didn't have a good earthly father in my life. You got a heavenly father that beats all the earthly fathers you could ever have. You say, but Brother Joe, my... My, oh my, my earthly father is absent. Your heavenly father is never absent. You say, my earthly father is dead, but he lives and he's alive forevermore. What a heavenly father. What a gracious father. What a great father we have in the Lord Jesus Christ today.